Quest West Show. You are now listening to Empty Out the Clip. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Empty Out the Clip. Yo, what's good, boys? Podcast part of the West West Network. If you don't know, now you know, go to our Facebook group page, the Empty Out the Clip Facebook group page, and uh, try and join, and um, you'll get uh, three questions that you need to answer before you get in there. The security will, uh, you know, just uh, make sure you, you're, you're, on the, you're on the right level, and so you can come in and you can add your five cents to the podcast if, if you wish. But uh, now, nah, man, welcome the boys to another round. I got Let's. What's up, brother? What's good, my bro? What's good? Abs. What's up? What's up? Ease. What's up, Ease? Hello. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, first up, we're going to make some shout outs. So, to, to my left. Yeah, man. Huge, huge, huge shout out again. My plug to the tour. So, I'm more playing the first game of the World Cup, Rugby League World Cup. Ah, oh, man. I got full faith in our boys. So I hope they pull the, the, the rabbit out of the bag and. Fillet it and make some fillet mock kingi and celebrate it over in the UK. But yeah, big shout out to the um to Junior Bolo and the boys. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a big shout out to um my dad's um um island uh, back in Rara. They're recently playing some Olympic games uh, in the Cook Islands. So um my dad's uh, little island is a- a- ahead of the rest on the board. So. Pretty cool. Mm. Been keeping an eye on it this whole week, so it looks like they're having a lot of fun out there. Is it um? What is it? The Olympic sports? Yeah, for uh, for the for the Cook Islands, like oh, they all okay. just get together and play netball. Um, I think they got some water sports in there as well. And um, the most surprising one I, I saw there was weightlifting. Mean. Yeah, so that I was like, oh, bad. I heard so, about that. The, those games, eh? Yeah, was, was it Cook Island Games or something? Because they have like a, didn't they have like a, a concert as well? Like a, some someone's opening up. Yeah, yeah, they did have a big opening, but I didn't, I didn't have a good, I didn't have a good look at it. But uh, throughout the week, I think it's been the last couple of weeks now. They're up to day ten or something, or they should be finishing up soon. Yeah, so I heard about um, the cool. Tahiti ones, eh? Tahiti has ones, eh? Yeah, yeah, because they also have competitions with the other Pacific Islands too. Sometimes. And they will get together, and sometimes they have competitions with New Zealand as well. So they come over and they're Auckland and Wellington. So they all get together and just play hard out sports. It's really good to keep active. Sure, sure. I've seen any shout outs. Um, I'll just shout out to um. So this morning I did a training uh at the Auckland Museum. Um, it was an hour and forty minutes. So we did an hour and forty minutes training this morning to um to the fit club that I go to on a weekly basis. Shout out to you guys and to the girls that um, keep laughing at me like uh, walking. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks to you guys. You guys motivated me. Yep. <laughs> nice, brother. <clears throat> All right, we've got a um, special um, episode today. I think most of our topics got to do with the, the, the rugby league, um, considering um, it's been a big build-up for Toa just getting the... A most powerful team together, probably a team we haven't seen before yeah, in man. the history of uh, Samoan uh, rugby league. P- 
probably off the back of the um, Tongan rugby league team who's managed to yeah. get some top players from the NRL to come join to bypass Australia kangaroos and go play for your Pacific Islands. So, and huge, huge acknowledgement to those um, to those trailblazers, eh? To J, um, JT and um, Fida and, and Lolohe and that because you know for them to turn down the money for like New Zealand and Australia and decide to go represent the country of heritage like that's pretty much changed the landscape even more to the yeah. point like you've seen the first world cup where shit someone could do that you know yeah could pull some big upsets this world cup even the tongans and it's um i think it's great eh? it's great for the game that's how the game grows because like now every kid like when you grow up in new zealand you're going to play for the all blacks every kid in samoa like and that's every kid around the world now is going to have that vision of Man, I want to play for the toy. Eh? Yeah. Just like these guys. So that's epic, man. That's real epic. Yeah, so we'll just go around and just talk about, you guys just talk about the um, the build-up to the game because I don't know, for me personally, I didn't feel the build-up until a couple of days ago. You know what I mean? Like with social media blasting and, and you know, the what you see on the, the media with the teams. And I think there was a little... Um, Thing on social media with Tosa Mo, where how the how the boys were um, joking about how they they get their names were getting mispronounced oh, during their yes, careers, I saw that. and then yeah. they come out and then they pronounce it properly at the end of the video, which was a cool, pretty video that's been going, yeah, been going viral, and uh, I saw that today. And man, when at the last battle, a tear came down my eye, just the proud feeling of the boys, just. Yeah, man. You know, putting the Samoan jersey on and representing their nation and their country and their parents. So, yeah, just um, start with you. I was like, just talk about the build-up to the, this World Cup and tour Samoa. Um, okay, so I basically basically haven't been watching any build-up. Okay, um, I'm just that's, that's the same as me, man. I'm, I'm just following your guys' lead, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I did I did see the snippet of that. I think it was on TikTok with with the um the players were um. Like uh, pronouncing their like if someone else was pronouncing their names, you know, um, there was the the te, uh, Brian um, Teo, you know, um, oh shucks, uh, Polo, you know, uh, yeah, just a random Balangi. How Balangis will probably say it, but no, yeah, that's my five cents, guys. Um, <laughs> over to you, Eric. <laughs> no, honestly, I haven't been following it either. No. But um, so when are they having their first game? Two thirty um a.m. Sunday oh. morning, or just tonight? Oh, true. That'll be good to watch. I'll keep an eye out for that then. Well, because the Para Panthers are now represented in this tour team, and like I've said <laughs> in the last few pods, go um, looking at the left side of the Penrith backline, yeah. which mm. is pretty much the tour side, more backline, right? And all year round. These guys have played, and like I've discussed it in the barbershop today, that man, if anyone can contain those guys, they've got some more locked. But then you look at the forward pack that they're that they're fielding, fuck, that's a that's an Australian Kiwis yeah. forward pack. You know what I mean? Like, even if he went past injuries and said, "Oh shit," you know, this guy's not available, he's not available. The bench, even the guys they've got on the side, like I think Martin Topol's not even in the starting lineup. Like that shows the depth of how many man. good players are available. Yeah, but just for them to just um want to play for the tour, like at a World Cup, like you know, a lot of guys turn down the coin or turn down the you know 
Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, and then they want to get, oh, now you know. Because, you know, the parents are probably going, you know what, go and get some Australian money because it's triple and some more. <laughs> and they go, go and yeah, represent, you know, you can yeah. do it later on in your career when you're almost out, you know, like, like Roy Asatasi and that, that, like, on yeah. there, Frank, Frank Pritchard, all those guys. But because this team's young and it's like, fuck, these guys are solid, man. Yeah, man. Like, you know, you look at the state of origin, you're pretty much looking at like a, you could feel the state of origin team with these Samoan players alone, you know? Yeah. And like that, that's got to be exciting, man. Cause if they pull this one, like that's any, that's the only thing they can sort of like that, that they've won the world cup if they win this game. Yeah. They're playing England, eh? Yeah, they're playing England. Wow. It's just probably cause they haven't had a hit out as a team that sort of puts them on the back foot, you know, the chemistry with the players. Yeah. But still, like a lot of these players have played a lot of football, like from the, the preseason, whole, yeah, yeah right up whole, until yeah. now. So grand final, who knows? It might have might have done a good thing for them not having a game and not having a blowout. Yeah, yeah, I think chemistry is important, and because they got a lot of the pair of Panthers guys there, that whole entire backline. If you look at that um, starting lineup, that whole entire backline, except for um, uh, Milford, is uh, the pair of Panthers. You know, and you talk about chemistry, man. That's one factor that a lot of these put together teams, especially in like um, in rugby union with Manu Samoa, these guys have been put together out of the blue, and and they have no experience playing with each other, if any, and only have have to carry the World Cup with probably one or two games uh, for build up. But you know, at least with this Tour Samoa team, you got the Penrith Panthers in there to um to take up the starting lineup, so there won't be any um thing about no chemistry because they've got no excuses there um and i think it's going to be a, a crack of a game because going up against england one of the probably the top yeah another top tier team i think it's got it's going to go two ways f- for me if they if they lose this game they've 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 got an, one chance to see that's the chance for them to see where they're at and probably Come second in that pool. Now, if they're second in that pool, they'll they'll play either. I think they played first. Who they play? They play. They play Tonga because if if Tonga comes first in their pool, then they'll play the second. The the number two in Samoa's pool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that will be the first. Uh, so the, the table's being split like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So depending on whether Samoa wins or loses against England tonight determines whether they're going to play Tonga because I believe Tonga will come first in their pool because they don't have much other teams that are they don't have another tier one team in their pool mm. um, I, I know there's um there's some isn't it is there an Aborigine team no oh okay no, oh, sorry wrong, wrong channel <laughs> <laughs> wrong channel please sorry discovery <laughs> oh sorry sorry oh my god let's change it down to 53 54 53 <laughs> Oh, sorry, wrong channel, boys. Um, yeah, man. But yeah. even the coverage not being on Sky, mm. like, I think a lot of people will be thrown off, because eh? it's not being advertised. Like, if you look flick through the Sky channel, oh, you might see it on TV 1 and 3. Oh. Because, you know, but it's fucking not on Sky Sports. Eh? They didn't win the book. Wow. It's on Spark. Mm. Yeah, so Spark, Spark still holds it. Yeah. Oh, so it'll be, oh, so if you, oh, it'll be delayed, eh? And the commentary is pretty shit too. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, it's better than um, the Kent guy and, <laughs> and <laughs> some of the other guys. What's his name? Um, Cooper Cronks. His, <laughs> his bloody um, his name Darren Lockyer's son, freaking voice. 
<laughs> can't stand them, mate. It's just and as bad as Justin Marshall. You know, that's what I'd say. Shame on Australia. And if we talk, if we're talking about the build-up to this game, part of the build-up was Australia media, like putting down the those guys that chose Samuel. Yeah. Now I don't know if that was to derail the team in terms of like the the, the public Australian public going against them, or just to get some likes or some some views on their on their it's channel. Fire them up, you please. almost, fire them up, you almost wish that Eliotta Sapol was part of the <laughs> the, the admin team for Samoa. Like, because you look what's happened, right? They've travelled over to the UK. Yeah, the Tuilangi brothers are so big over there. Like, they have their own, like, little mini tours where they put on Me'ai and tourists, you know? Like, how the Samoans do it here. So, they welcomed the tour there with uh, other ceremony and, you know, before they've gone into full-on camp. And, like, that's an experience for guys, right? Like, um, some of the young guys who don't know the heritage, yeah, right? Yeah. They're in the mix of it now. They've seen like how the others bubbled and what you do, you know, before you have a sip. And so they're, you know, they're just absorbing it because that's part of the tour. So when these guys are going to be away for almost like seven weeks, shit, you know, they're, they're learning as they're going, but then they obviously like, you know, enjoying each other's company. Yeah. But seeing that, man, like that makes me proud. Like, fuck, goes to show, man, doesn't matter, you know, when people try and do those, oh, well, that guy's not really someone, or he's the plastic someone. But these guys, like that, like Suali can't even speak a bit of someone, you know? And then his first experience with the 12th team is the other ceremony. That's cool, man. Yeah. Like a lot of videos been going around of them in that, and then all their photos that they've taken with the brothers and that. Yeah. But See, and, and that's different code too, because they're union different players. Different codes, eh? bro. But it shows, eh? Like you're someone. Yeah, man. Bro, the fire was there. Like, you know, you know, you travel. like, And that would be the same if the, the man would to go to Australia. Those guys, those guys would remember it, eh? Like, yeah. of course you're gonna go and show face, and you know, like, it's sort of like what Ashwell was doing when the um sevens toured LA, and you know, fucking they did, they put on a big, big oh. like a lunch, like a luncheon, mm. and then they got every boy from every noodle to come up and dance, and they just put the tray up, and that was sort of like how they were keeping them in there afloat, like just a, some pocket money, yeah, help them carry on with the rest of the um their circuit. But yeah, so you expect that. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if those boys are like loving it up, eh? Yeah. You know? But more the it's more the the love, eh? Shown from those from the that just one particular family, which is pretty cool, cool to see. Man, just imagine if one of them when it, like I don't know if anyone's still playing, but if they were playing one of them played league, eh? Oh, Back in the days, bro. Straight up, eh? But I think the older brother, eh? One of the older brothers played league. Because oh, okay. he's like, like 19 of them. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him, um, I think I saw a clip when he was doing um, he was see, he was doing a Siva in their bus or whatever. Like yeah, he yeah, was yeah. shit off and he's showing his bear and that. So I saw a snippet of that. How, how do you guys feel about the game, the, the first game against England? And th- do you think the, the boys will win? Yeah, yes. Um, with the team they have on paper, or oh, that's playing tonight, yeah. Mm. Have oh, you seen morning? the English team? Nah, are there any of the Burgess brothers playing? I think I think Tom Tom's playing. Oh okay. Oh, our our forwards have got him. They got uh, Victor Redley. He's, <coughs> He's the only NRL player. Like I saw his name. I, I, the only one I think I recognised was the Sam, the guy who used to play for the Warriors. Oh, the, the fullback. Yeah, the white. Yeah, the Tompkins. Eh? Tompkins, yeah, yeah, Sam oh. Tompkins, yeah. Well, I know is Kiwinia is going to be on fire. <laughs> Come on, Kiwinia Bolo from Para. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's my government. I think I just want to ring um, the three young brothers and tell them just to color his mullet. Take the plan away. <laughs> he looks uh, sick. His, yeah, man. Like, um, Papali'i. See, I'm not sure if, because I know if Samoa wins, they're going to be on top of the table because I think the rest of the pool is easy. And then I don't know who they're going to face, but if England comes second in their pool, then they will face Tonga, which I know will come first in their pool in the in the first quarterfinal. So, yeah. Hey, um, you know, which is a more, um, just a question going around the table, which is more of a solid, like, uh, competition? The NRL or the Super League in England? What What do you reckon? Like your personal, like I I I I think it's the NRL in Australia. Yeah, I think it's the NRL in Australia. I think yeah. If you compare it to other leagues, I think Super Rugby and NPC. You know, NPC oh, yeah. is Super League and <laughs> oh, I, oh, Super Rugby league. is the NRL. <laughs> But I don't know about now because Super League is just going downhill right now. Is it? Yeah. No one wants to play. But yeah, I think NRL is, is, is uh, superior. Yeah, NRL is the pinnacle, eh? Because mm. like, you need to look at the state of origin. Like the intensity of those games is like different level, eh? Yeah. Different level. But then, man, there's so many like Kiwis doing well in the like the top eight teams. But like so many islanders is like fuck, this is crazy, you know? Yeah. Like I think it was the last Kiwis test day. Eh? The guy who ran up with that Manu guy ran up the most meters and he was playing out of position. Like shit like that. Like when they compared how many meters gained and like, you know, try whatever assists in comparison to a state of vote, like he smashed those numbers. <laughs> and that just goes to show like if they pick the Kiwis team to play in the state of origin it'll be pretty close, you know? But then again, it's like saying, if the Tor Samoa play the Kiwis, because that's pretty much all it is, really. Like, you could probably, like, if, say, Roger Tui Vassar Sheik was still playing in our row, yeah. you could pick a, a second strength or another Tor Samoa team just from more the Samoans playing in the comp, yeah. in the World Cup. Yeah. Easy. What's the, what's the Gold Coast? Um, the Titans captain, what's his name? And he played for Origin. Is it Tino? Yeah. Or is he in the. He's playing for the Aussies, isn't he? Oh, hey. Oh, wow. Okay. But I, saw, I think I saw in the headline to, oh, in, the, in the paper, he would he would he wants to play for Tamor next time around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But does this did, did he get picked or not? Or he just chose Kangaroos yeah. first? Well, because, you know, Melmanenko's come out and he was like saying, fuck it, if you're going to get an NRL contract, you make it official there and then who you want to play for. But he's in his summer because no one wants to play for the Australians. Because he wants jump shot, eh? Mm. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's even him with his numbers and all that shit. Like, it's not everyone's like siding with him, man. Like some of the um the immortals like Andrew Jones is like saying, nah, man, these guys are free to do what they want. Like, yeah. it's made the game stronger. But if you look at the kangaroo team, that's still a strong team. Yeah, yeah, true that. They're definitely, uh, you know what? They're definitely in the final. I think. Big call, big call. <laughs> well, if they do, if they do, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> I don't care about that. I just want to see at least one of the, like I think, right about now the way the leagues and the NRL is structured with all the the influence of the Polynesian players. If they get two 
two teams in the in the semis, yeah, bro, the landscape of fucking rugby league's changed forever. Yeah. Like everyone I bet is gonna be turning out for their yeah, appearance. Because, man, if they pull it out, if they pull shit out of their ass and, and they make it happen, like I said, there's Tonga and, like, Tonga, the Cooks, or Tonga, Fiji, New Zealand, and or Australia. Bro, that's... Surely sponsorship's going to be coming in from <laughs> uh, Enterprise Meta Group and, you know, the rest of them. Do you reckon the NRL will give um, the Polynesians a team to play? Nah. It's just like the Super Rugby, man. It's too dangerous for them, me. Yeah, true. But, yeah. The, um, it's like a juggernaut. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys catch the um the numbering system thing? Yeah, the numbering, the numbers on their backs and change. Oh, yeah. I did vaguely have a look at it, but I still don't get it. It's depending on how knowledgeable the player is or how many games they have played. The test, how many tests they play. Yeah, yeah, it's about their experience. But except for the captain, the captain is the number one. But I don't know if it's just Australia doing this or is I it think everybody? Australia was doing it like that. Oh, but not everybody. Eh? No, yeah, because I saw the Samoa squad. Like they've stuck to the, the yeah. normal plane. But then the way they're named in the squad on the first list, yeah, that's how they've gone. Oh, you'll have that jersey. You know, like how I think you commented like on the page, like before it was like NFL. Yeah. That guy keeps their jersey number, and that's his jersey number for Forever. the rest of the season. Yeah. So I think it's always gone like that. Because like if you look at their lineup, yeah, they've got mixed numbers. Just a couple of those guys. Hmm. They're gonna rest for the first game or something like that. Yeah, well, what are your thoughts on that? If even even if you look at rugby union, like do you want to do American style and have uh, everyone pick any number you want, and that's your number forever on your jersey, and have your last name on your jersey. So if you swap teams, you just take your number with you. So no more, like say in, in rugby, no more fifteen fullback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fourteen, It'll eleven be wing, like seventy-seven. Yeah, you can have whatever number you want because when I thought about it, I thought that. I think the benefits the players because they get to market themselves as the 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 number, you know. Oh yeah, that kind of thing. And yeah, that's a good and if you sell, you know, <coughs> you, you sell your jerseys at the store and you got your number and your name at the back of it, you know, the kids can buy your jersey and that. Just like um in America, you know. Yeah. Mm. I, I thought I thought that was pretty cool. I think with rugby you got to get used to it because everyone's used to fifteen. Yeah. One, two, one, fifteen. Two, three. Yeah, it'll be weird, but but yeah. then you know like. I was talking to a mate at work about it And he didn't agree with any of it He said Ah oh, nah Because you know If a position is a number Then how do you know What position that That guy is playing You know He he yeah. thought of it As an educational kind of thing But Is he talking about The actual players on the field Or for the viewers For the viewers So they understand What position they're at If you see that number If you see a number 33 you go, Hey what's that I don't know what that is You know the The ABs mm. Do they have like a Hall of Fame or like Immortals? Do they have anything like that? I think unofficially. I think the newspapers do it. Oh, but there's no like ceremony, not like League. They have the Immortals. I'm not sure. I think. Because then, like, then. Yeah, no, because you know when you talk about the Daily M Award and that, it's a big event, right? Yeah. And they have a big dinner. It's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Academy Awards or something like that. Yeah, league for league. Yeah, for league. So it's official because you can tell it's official because it's yeah. a big deal. But I don't see. We have the New Zealand Sports Awards. Yeah, that's. But you know that's not really the talent. sportsman of the year. Or something yeah, like that, eh? but that's all through sports. But I don't. I think there's a rugby one, but I don't think it's that much advertised or you know popularized that. 
no one really knows, eh? So if you can watch um the uh, the rugby league on Sky, is it on what on just yeah to stream it? That's on Spark Spark Sport. Oh, okay. So they're selling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I think they show on TV the late coverage of the Kiwis games. Oh, okay. Because the Kiwis games Monday morning seven or six a.m. or something. Yeah. And nine thirty comes on channel three. But you're right. You 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 are there. It's like no one's, no one's. Everyone's probably thinking, waiting to come on Sky and it's not gonna come on. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what yeah. my dad was waiting I for. I think it's like yeah, it's a poor marketing yeah. thing for Spark, but it doesn't help that I think it was was it. They had another big like thing. It might have been Olympics, possibly. I can't like remember. or something. No, but when they did, fuck, it was shit. It was shocking. Like the coverage was poor. Yeah, like people were saying like, "Man, this is the worst." I just remember their their network was so like like on their web pages and that people were commenting like how shit and disappointing it was. It eh? like it was real bad. Man. Or it might have yeah. been a, a a fight, a boxing match. But how how much is it to subscribe to Spark anyway? I think it's cheaper than Sky. Yeah, I think it works like how if you got Arena and then you book the fight. It's sort of like that. You can have the channel, yeah, but to watch the, the actual game, the yeah, you have to pay like a subscription, like like Netflix, yeah, yeah, sort of like that. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna have that looked up because man, the old man was bitching about it last weekend. Yeah, no games coming. He was wow. like, oh, I thought Sky would have it. What's gonna make it worse if you go to a, a pub? And you go, oh, that's us. We meet at the pub, and they fucking didn't even have it at the pub. I was already on this guy. Fuck, have it. <laughs> yeah, too expensive. Well, even that time. Like that time, what pubs open to watch the games? Yeah, sure. They should have been a bakery at that time with a morning. Any bakeries out there, man? If you want to get hits of people in your doors, man, put a TV in there and have sparks. But um, people Big ain't going screen. anywhere. People ain't going anywhere. It's gonna eat all your pies. Here's a question for you guys going around the room. Because I felt the hype. Eh? I'm feeling the hype right now. I, f- I started feeling it yesterday, Shit. and I'm feeling it right now. Is this the biggest sporting event for Samoans all over the world since David Tua and Lennox Lewis? I'll, I'll go to my right. Are you, are you saying the rugby league world like this, this game coming up? The hype for this than, bigger than David Tua's fight against? Not bigger, but oh. since like David Tua and Lewis one was big, right? Yeah, and the hype was there. Yeah, are we, is this the same hype we're feeling? For this for this tournament, uh, as someone's, I came okay, me personally, um, yeah, because of the the team that's been named, mm. solid. Like we've got some, you know, NRL champions that are playing. Mm. Yeah, um, because if we consider all the other sporting events that's happened in the past, like the last big one was yeah, David Tua, Lennox Lewis. Next one might have been what. Joseph Parker. What Maybe. about the what about the same ones that won? Um, is it the gold in the Olympics? Yeah, any any sporting event that's got to do with same ones. But I think it's the biggest team sporting event. Oh, oh, yeah. If anything, but yeah, the whole that's a hard one. It's a tough one too because if you look at the Samoa Sevens, they've been doing really well as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is a good stepping stone for. You know, yeah, for the game. Even for Polynesians yeah. as a whole. Yeah, man. It's a good stepping stone in rugby league. 
We've got the Tongan team rip, as well. They represent their, their home country. Yeah, we, we know. Yeah, we haven't mentioned the Tongan team because we're talking about sound war. But then, yeah, as, uh, for for Polynesians, yeah, you're right. Mm, it's a massive ass. Because Fiji as well. Fiji's in there, right? Yeah. You know? That might do some good, might not. But um, <clears throat> I had in mind, because it took me by surprise. I remember when Manu Samoa beat Australia <laughs> in their warm up game. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that was a game, that, there was no hype for it because everyone thought we were going to lose. But we won. It was, was a 2012, surprise. eh? Yeah. So that was a good build up for that World Cup for Samoa, but we didn't get anywhere at the end. But yeah, I, d- I didn't count that one because that was a surprise. Uh, there was no build up, but a surprise win. <laughs> I was not, I, I still remember that because I, I remember my parents were cracking up, laughing about it too. Like, oh, look at those guys. They beat them. <laughs> cool. That was a long topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Social media trends. Uh, what's, oh. been, what's been going on on your guys' phones, man? When you're uh, on the toilet. Don't ask me. When you're on your toilet scrolling, what's been uh, showing up? Oh no! Actually, actually no. I did. I did come across something that was. I thought it was funny. Um, Kanye West with his uh, "White Lives Matter" too. Oh yeah. <laughs> I saw a bit of that in the beginning of the week. I thought it was shit. <laughs> he did that to stir people up, eh? but then yeah, isn't it like Fashion Week over there? Yeah, so yeah. he's uh, trying to trying to be controversial with some fashion choices there. Yeah, you, you can see him the way on the camera just fucking laughing his head off. Mm. Shits, shits and giggles. Oh, my Twitter's blowing up, eh? Yeah, my yeah. Twitter's blowing up. Hey, I don't know what's up with Twitter, man, but it's it's like taking a left turn and it's just freaking... You need to just jump back on, don't they? Because oh, <laughs> I stopped following these for fingers, no, Jake's. <laughs> <laughs> Jake's not seriously. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, my my biggest blow up on the Twitter this week is, has been the... um. The unfolding of the um, Pfizer, um, the companies, you know how like when um, New Zealand was trying to find a supplier for the vaccine? Yeah. yeah well, then I think there's a couple of um, representatives from Pfizer that went to the high court and they've been just, they've been questioned. And obviously the high court's freaking lawyers are going to ask them questions that you can't give a fucking, it's either yes or no, right? But then advisors, advisors, like in answering the questions, have I've tried not to be direct. Like if the question was, did you guys put out a, a um a vaccine knowing well that it wasn't gonna hold? Like you know, if you were to spread the disease or whatever, and then they, instead of answering, yeah, we yeah, they've gone and done the whole drag it out sort of like a sunny boat answering that question, <laughs> like. Without saying yes, they've just gone done a different tangent. But yeah. then they've got the one of the CFOs of the company who they he obviously testified as well and he said, Yeah, we under the under the time pressure that we were getting things and they they're trying to say like the United Nations is that man, we had such a little window to test these vaccines and then they rolled it up. So if you look at Twitter man, there's a lot of people just really retweeting it because fuck, this is official now so this whole time like all the conspiracy theories people they were saying <laughs> it's not gonna stop you from dying and like they've measured that against people that have had the complications like the health complications or all, all the things that those people were saying is right you know and yet the country went on 
the freaking yeah mm. we went to lockdown and like go and get vaxxed the double vax and now, now it's all scrapped yeah well there was one reporter from the uk and he said i've fucking got three vax triple vax yeah we lost a reporter in the company like in the network that passed away from um having one jab and she was healthy as now that's now no, that's picked up momentum and now that Pfizer's in the court it's like unfolding eh this is like our our government's fucking bullshitted to us eh? and look at all the people that have gone through it like people like sharing like I think when one old man who was perfectly healthy 79 has um, photos of his, him coughing blood after he had just had the vaccine I remember that that surfaced during the first lockdown yeah I remember that and too. um yeah man so all that stuff well you didn't need to be a rocket science to put that together it's like shit it was having an effect on people and it was like more the um information of the heart eh? and all these people just clotting but they 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 admitted that um that the vaccine was it stimulates the heart yeah and well, some people were reacting really bad yeah i mean people that have tried to challenge the courts i think they will they either got paid hush money or they just disappeared you know and fuck, it's just crazy like man now you can just click on twitter and just go and have a look at it man it's like people in the court saying yeah like you know in the time that we had to put roll something out that's what we came up with we didn't know if it was going to stop you from passing it on but it had some sort of protection barrier but it wasn't going to stop you from dying like fuck Fuck, that's a big, big ass. Damn, idea. that's a big ass rabbit hole. <laughs> so, like, all these people that, all these church people that are like saying, "Oh, we're doing <laughs> this, trying to do the Lord's work and all the rest of it." Fuck, what do you say about all that shit now? Yeah. So the intent was more to go and get the money for the church instead of spread the good, the good, you know, the the good advice of like go get vax to protect, because the church has still got paid money for it. You know? And then all these people that were dying, people having um vaccine complications. Well, there it is. It's fucking out on. It's, yeah. it's on Twitter. It's yeah. fu- it's funny, eh? Because the way they made it out, I remember back then. If you if you don't have the vax, you're gonna get COVID. Gonna, eh? Yeah, and you're gonna die. Yeah. They're basically, that's sick. how it was. It was sold to yeah, us. All these people they were marching, eh? Saying, "Don't believe this thing." Yeah. All these people being suppressed about sharing the information. It was all bullshit, you know. The government didn't even know what they were doing anyway. Yeah. You could see it. We all could see it. They were confused. That's why you need to watch um, The Power of One. <laughs> <laughs> they run this way. They run that way. They are confused. They are cowards. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but yeah, man. Like Shit. I, yeah, I feel that too, man. I feel like the vaccine, whatever it was, like spread out. That Syrup. You know, whatever the vaccine was that was given to everybody in the world, like maybe it, it stopped. Maybe it stopped COVID. Maybe ten percent. <laughs> you know, and it was just add, add, adds up to be nothing. You 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 would survive it anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I saw videos of people that were next to people that had uh, like um, one was vaccinated, one wasn't. But the mm. one that had COVID was the one person that yeah, was vaccinated, yeah, you know? Sounds about right. Yeah. And they were in the same car, you know, same house. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I think what I'm saying is, as well, 
depending on how you look at it, it might not be a bad thing. If you, if like if someone told you, oh, take this, it'll give you one percent chance. It's that's one percent power to stop COVID. And what if you, you take your ninety nine percent chance, you won't have COVID, or would you yeah. risk that one percent? You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you might it might be you might be a one in a million person. So not <laughs> See, and, and, and for it, it to work, you know. Yeah. And, and it was but I can take that they, chance. Um, it was also the way that they, you know, it was like, you like we had, yeah. Yeah, we have to, you yeah. know. And that's why a lot of those it. people that were protesting were like, it's not so much that they're forcing it, but it's the pro-choice, right? It's the fact that they're going to remove that from you, giving yeah. you the right to choose whether you wanted it or not. Yeah, want to take the, the risk end, or not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, they didn't really give us choices. But they just said, "No, nah, you do it this way." Yeah, oh, man. Or you're, or you're screwed. So fuck the New Zealand government, man, and all these eight guys <laughs> and all the rest of those fuckers that were trying to push it on people in the communities, eh? Because yeah. Twitter just exposed the whole fucking lot of these, man. Man, they're getting roasted this week again. The government because of the new tech, the farm tax thing. Did you yeah, hear about that? I heard. I did. Uh, so it's pretty bad. So, um, I don't know who the global organization is for climate change, but they've got these new incentives out to say, oh, you know, countries, here's an idea. How about you charge uh, more tax on farmers that produce um, that produce beef? And we'll get that money and we'll go plant some trees in another country. We'll take all that money and we'll go plant some trees in another country. And that way, maybe some farmers, small farmers, can't afford and close down. And they'll be good because no more cows to do that methane thing. And so we have, you have less farms and, 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 and less, meat, <laughs> less meat production, which is good for the environment. Right? So so that was uh, the thing, right? So so they basically tax the, the cows' farts, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, so what, what's happened is that um, Ardern has come out and said, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll, we'll do it. We'll um, we'll, we'll um, be the first country in the whole world to implement this tax." Now, 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 first of all, like being the first country to do this, what are you trying to prove? Because we're only a small little country in the bottom of the world, and you know, no matter this is my problem with this climate change thing, right? What the hell are we gonna do? Compared to the rest of the world, with China and all those other big countries that don't even care about about their pollution and that, like, how are we gonna change the world if you know we're just a small small place? You know, what what's stopping us driving, riding bikes, gonna help the whole world? You know, uh, so example, I guess. Uh, yeah, good luck with that. But this, what does tax thing do? Is that it will drive up the price of meat? So what's gonna happen? Our meat's gonna go up. But that that that'll be good for the farmers, though, right? It was not good for us because our meat will go up. Oh, okay. And no, they and they'll encourage us to be vegetarians because there'll be less meat that out there on the market. A price of meat will go up. Plus, it's gonna be like, um, <coughs> you know, um, I think they worked out to be six billion dollars will be leaving this country. Six billion dollars of tax from those farmers a year. We'll leave this country and go, go somewhere else. Fuck, that's a real shitty deal. So they're, they're getting they're getting arrested for that at the moment. Fuck, that's shitty ass. Oh, yeah, that's the shitty as that sting operation with the window washers. <laughs> 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 Almost, oh, of course, same, uh, same. 
Yeah, because I remember one of my one of my colleagues at work was talking about the um the text, the new text. He just couldn't believe it. <laughs> really? All right, we'll go for a break and we'll, we'll be back. All right, we're back and we're going to head into our next uh, topic. So the mad butcher, he came on the news. So apparently there was a ram raid at the <laughs> at the Warriors headquarters, and a whole bunch of things got stolen, including. Um, past Warriors jerseys, I think they're collector's items donated by the Mad Butcher, and they all got stolen. So he came out on the news to because there was a thing where um he had an idea of how to get those jerseys back. So the, the media was like, "Oh yeah, we'll get them on and we'll we'll get them to talk." What was your idea? So he came on the <laughs> he came on the radio and he spoke and he said, "Okay, so so how do you?" How are you going to get the jerseys back? Can you tell us your idea? Oh, yeah, no, nah, I just got some. I just want to say out there if anyone's seen the jerseys, can you bring them back? <laughs> <laughs> that was his idea. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, but you know what? Because he's such a genuine gentleman. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, if you know the the um, the man Butcher's heart, he's all about love, right? Yeah. He's like a community, community man. Yeah. You know, Warriors hard. He he's such an influence in in all the communities, right? Like if you ever doing a fundraiser, if you went into the the med butcher and said, "Is there any chance we might get a discount?" It's for a fundraiser. He had a list of stuff that he would discount if it was for a fundraiser. That's the med, the, the med butcher's heart, right? The biggest thing he, that's made him upset about those jerseys going missing is he's saying that the public missed out on those jerseys. But whoever stole them obviously knew what jerseys because he said he said replicas put it back up on the on on the walls, but the particular jerseys that have gone missing are actual the jerseys that he got from the players. So whoever went and did it, fucking know, like they know the jerseys and the one that he the prize jersey that he wants back is the Owen Goodenbill, must have been like a memorial jersey, eh? And like that's the one he's like, I just want these jerseys back, man. You so, can't yeah. sell those on the black market anyway. Well, I'm not being sad. I was like, is it even worth anything? But yes. it's more the sentimental value. Yeah, eh? yeah, yeah. It's a sentimental value in the fact that, yeah. Unless there's a buyer out there that wants something that, like that hanging on their wall. It would be funny if it was. I want one of the back. He didn't know how to ask for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know one person wants to hang on their wall. Uh, the man butcher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if he bit it for his own jizzy eh? This from himself it's a stitch up it's insurance clean surely yeah. that's the new that's a new way of looking at it insurance yeah, yeah, <laughs> but no he's right though man you can't rob the community like you know, you know the warrior nations they got so many jerseys huh? and so like so many different sponsors but yeah yeah that jersey man like it obviously means a lot to him because like he like he's such a nice guy he replied to everyone that was you know messaging him I you know, was like he said, he, you know, he's like under the pump, like just replying to everyone. He's good. He's a good sort, man. It's a joke. Oh. I made a post and said, imagine if, uh, you know, the, those thieves stole everything but the Warriors. They stole the frames and left the jizzies there. Take the screws in here. <laughs> No, no Sorry, big daddy fat sex. Just had to, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Have you asked what you think on that news? Um, well, first of all, I'm you know I'm I'm not a Warriors fan. Um, yeah, but um, what's his name? Sir Peter Leach. This, yeah, he no, nah, he he the man. He yeah, um, Mad Butcher. He's been around for a long time. Oh, so he donated those 
jerseys. He put them up like a few year on Erickson Stadium on Mount Smart. Yeah, these particular areas that display them, like it must be in the lounges and stuff. Yeah. So they break into, I think it's the first one one that's on the ground level. But they they, they went in and lip wow. the door and fuck, sad, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. But he'll be pissed off. Hey, I want the frames back. <laughs> no. I, don't, I don't care about the jerseys. Just bring the frames back. <laughs> It should be an easy find, you know. Like, isn't there like security cameras around and stuff? Nah, but they nah. They've obviously scoped the place. Cause yeah, cause they the way they win and fuck. Yeah, it's, but yeah, it's just it no way. it's just crazy. Like like whoever knew, like they knew what they were taking. So they obviously had the intent. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a bloody drunk bit. Hey, fuck, we should come back and steal it. Oh fuck! F- fuck that. The Warriors <laughs> Shit Who would go out of their way To jump over the gate man Fuck the gates are massive Wow Man is they like Jackie Chan eh? <laughs> In and out <laughs> It's like One two three over <laughs> Yeah it's like One two three over the fence Nah Yeah Though that's something That I wouldn't um, If I was in that Like That life Of crime That's That's something I wouldn't yeah, I want to put it on top of the list to do. It's funny because, you know, the last few episodes we've been talking about the crime around Auckland. It's grown with the Ram Raids and all of that. You know, there's the, the video footages of Ram Raids. and The window washers. Window washers yeah. smashing the Muckle Hill jewellery store, taking off of it. There was this, um, I was listening to the radio and there was this footage of police brutality oh. in New Zealand. And I think... The the video was just these cops arresting these young people and just manhandling them. Yeah. And the cops were scared that if this will go out to the public, the public will be outraged and say, police brutality, what what the fuck's going on? Well, this video leaked and the public said, good job. (laughs) (laughs) The public said, good job. That's good because I was thinking, fuck, that's how the Kiwis are that's how New Zealand that's how angry New Zealanders right now for the crime going on yeah, yeah. you know they have and, and the police not doing yeah, really. not doing enough about it yeah I mean the whole the the, the government again was getting criticised few for the past month about you know the first uh, they they put out some money to support the shops that are getting ram raided to pay for some bollards outside their building or some security measures like the smoke thing, the smoke screen thing. Yeah. And they still haven't got anything. It's been a month. And the the money allocated, uh, they're going to say, oh, we're going to give, um, we're going to allocate this, I don't know how much it was, but say it's 10, 15 million dollars to these shops to help them with the security. That hasn't even happened yet. And, and she had announced that like a month ago. But you know, things like that and just the crime that's going on and please don't do anything about it. So. Yeah, and because um, last night they they just had, uh, the police had a phone call to a party and someone brought in a gun. So there's a lot of that going around too. Guns are floating all over the place out west. Man, I saw this clip, I saw this clip in America where um, the, the police officers, you know, obviously stopped this car and um, the they had the um the suspect on the ground outside the car. And then it was the the guns he had in his back seat. They were like um like um I don't know what they called, like like machine gun uh, rifles or something. Or AK forty sevens or whatever. 
Like they were like just like they had the thing down there and then the you know oh, the grip and uh, the, the, the scope in that and all bro. If they you know, you can actually like really do damage if you had you know, if someone bad had that in their hands, you know? And this that's just one incident, you know. Oh, there's millions in America, man. Yeah, just like the the gun the shootings, eh, it's really gone up in the last couple of years. There's a lot of that going around. Yeah, I thought the government took all the guns away. Well, I think I think I think the gangs know that the only people that got guns now are the police <laughs> and the other gangs. <laughs> Shit. Well, next up we got um we're going down memory lane. So we had to talk about this. What we're going to do about memory lane and um the post you put up, uh, lady, about Mark Hunt. And I know Mark Hunt's. Is he retired or semi-retired? Or is he officially retired or is he going to fight still? Well, he's fighting. Like, he's done... He did the Paul Gallen fight. He got a bit of money. And um, he's taking on Sonny Bull. And this, this will be his third boxing match. Is When's that fight? Boxer? November 5th. Oh, shit. Oh, next month? Yeah. Wow. Oh. But, like, man, if, if, if anyone's had the opportunity to read his book and, um, and watch his... Um, yeah, it's fight... Fight of his life, and then even listen to his um podcast on the rich list. Like, he's like, he's like one of a kind, eh? There's only like one, like, you know, they say like certain sports people, like, there's only one Ali, there's only one Floyd Mayweather, there's only one David Beckham, Ronaldo, whatever, there's only one Jane Oliver, Mark Hunt, and there's only one Mark Hunt, eh? And if you if you know his story, you'd understand. Like, I've followed Mark ever since I. I seen him like yeah. his burst on the scene, like with no background, no pedigree in martial arts or stand up, just from the street, just straight slug. You know, it's just someone just trying to survive. Like he refers in his book, like you know, he was just a kid in his house just trying to survive because you know, they'd go weeks without food. So that was his background. His um, his like his story for me, and it, it resonates because it's the Cinderella story, right? Is a guy who entered the K1, was the Grand Prix. Back then, there was like the biggest fighting stage in the world, and he conquers the world. You know, goes goes just in a fillin. Like you can imagine just being a fillin, like the bench warmer, just in case someone gets hurt, then you're gone. Have your five minutes. So he did that. One of the most iconic fights in um, stand-up combat, and it's not a boxing match. It's it's one of his K1 fights against Ray Seville. And when he got that fight, that fight was like, um, say, three or four fights of his, of his like sort of like stint in the um, K1 Grand Prix, because he used to um, train with a um, I forgot his first name. His name's Graham. He's a Graham. Peter Peter Graham. He's like the, the Great White Shark. He's like the Australian equivalent of Aljo Parker. He was like that in K1. So Mark used to spar him, you know. And if you listen to um, the way Peter Graham talks about Mark's hands, he's like, it's like he had bricks in his freaking gloves. But it shows, like, he showed, like, the world that without any background in, like, actual deep, like, mixed martial arts training or stand-up, he won the biggest fight, like, event in history. Like, and that was K1. And he did it on the second try. And he, even before that, because when he goes into his, deep into his book... Talks about like when he was gambling, <laughs> like his addictions. Mm. 
he was spending thousands of dollars at Twiggies before some of his fights. And like, he says now, like, with his fight at the moment, he's like, you know, he's trying to win a, um, a decision with the UFC about how they've pretty much, you know, near killed him. Because he's, you know, what was he been on the job? He's like trying to fight. But if he had died, like, what would have happened? If, like, would the UFC pay for for what happened to him? But he's been like trying to um, string a, a whole lot of support to get behind him. So that's why he's taking all these fights. Oh, okay. He's taking all these fights to sort of help with his legal fees and stuff. But the memory lane is, man, can you think of a fight that stands out in your mind? And it's one that you would say to your kids or like your great grandkids, see? Like if you're, when we get to our 90s and you say, man, I remember us here, you know? And he's always a fight. Because I can name, apart from Mark Hunt and uh, Ray Seffel, I can't think of any other like standout ones. Like it? Since that one. Oh. There but was that one in UFC, the, the real big dude from UFC. Yeah. What was his um, Bigfoot or the something? Brazilian, the Brazilian guy. Yeah, that, that was a mean fight. They ended the up drawing. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Where they goes down in history, twenty-five minutes eight of yeah. brutal bloodbath. He yeah. knocked that guy out. That's probably my 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 hands. I couldn't like. I was like, whoa. Yeah. <coughs> and this is why I hate UFC, man. Because Silver was juiced. Eh? He was juiced. He was like fucking full of roids, man. Right. And, and they put fought. Mark in the yeah. They put him in in, in the ring. And like. In the show day, because we had the second fight, I think that was in Perth. Mm. Pretty destroyed of me. Yeah. The yeah. walk away, the walk away knocked his ass out. Even Lesnar, even Lesnar was juiced up in this fight against Mark. Yeah. Who was, who was some, um, who was some physical, um, what's the word? Specimens. <laughs> like in the UFC, like with their bodies. Name a couple of guys off the bat, like oh, anyone, shit. anyone. Oh man, There's, there was one in the early days of K1. Um, uh, I forgot his name. Really tall. He was probably the biggest thing that was around. Bob Sepp? Semi short. Probably smaller than uh, Bob Sepp. Oh. Smaller than Bob Sepp? Yeah, but he was. Was he black? Like, yeah. He had that fucked up haircut. Oh, Remy Bonjeski. Yeah, I think that's the one. I think he's. I think he's Dutch, eh? I'm oh, sure okay. he's Dutch. Do they have like dreads? Nah, he had like um, the like high brown cut. fade. Nah, nah, it's like a high cut fade. Yeah, flared up, flared up, curly. Oh. But he fights Bob Sepp, eh? Yeah, and he ends up um, kicking Bob Sepp's Sepp legs ass. out and oh. knocks him out, drops him, yeah. But it's funny, man, because you know Bob Sepp just does these charging Hong, uh, King Kong styles. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 smashing him. Yeah. And then the, his Bob Sepp's ground and pound. Yes, yeah, just, it just was bang, bang, <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> yeah. Man, you know the fight I remember that probably still remember to this day. And it, it, this is an odd one, but if you guys can remember, I don't know if it was the rematch or the first match, but it was Shane Mosley and Oscar De La Hoya, and it was that they went pound, they went man that last round because they went the, the the full round. So yeah. But the last round, the tough round, man, they're just going hard out with each other, man. Just <laughs> boom, boom, like fire. I can't remember. I can't imagine. Oh, man, I, I was so buzzing out there. Like they, they took it. The, 
12 rounds yeah. Still probably tired as But man It's like they Saved Fish a little bit of energy <laughs> It's like they saved man. They both of them Saved energy for the last round And they just went Hard out of each other Like Wow it was mean and that was the, Man when I saw that I was like wow That was the greatest That was the greatest Last round I've ever seen but before that would have been um, Ultimate Warrior in Hulk Hogan because when, when, <laughs> when I was when I was when I was a kid isn't there like 15 minutes of their fight it's just show pony me yeah 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 <laughs> when I, that was WrestleMania and they came in the ring on those um, cart things oh yeah 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 yeah. You remember man I was I was team Hulk Hogan man and oh, when he lost yeah. when he lost man I cried eh? yeah, yeah. I wow. cried when he lost <laughs> <laughs> But that's a, but bro, when you think about it, eh, it was a beautiful match, eh? Yeah. Because man, when bro, Hulk Hogan does the the, the leg drop, eh? And then Warrior gets then, out yeah, of Warrior gets up. Of, yeah. Yeah, man. And then he does the back off the rope, boom, doesn't move, and that's when Warrior's like starts bumping his arms, <laughs> eh? Hulk Hogan goes to the other rope, nah, it doesn't afraid. Then Warrior just does the starts punching him, but but when he when he gets him down on the ground, eh? And then he counts him out, and then Hulk Hogan gets up, rolls up, goes on to the side of the ring, eh? and he's like, just Lulu his head, because eh? the Warriors' music plays, and then it stops, yeah. doesn't play. And then the crowd's like, ooh, and then all the commentary's like, the Warrior just defeated the Hulk. <laughs> and then Hulk Hogan goes and grabs his um, belt, and then he rolls into the ring, eh? and he's still like shaking his head, and then he gives it to him. Him. <laughs> Where did he see that lemonade? Pussy loaded man yeah. I was like shit Did, Weren't they like a tag team as well? Nah uh, Oh no it was him and Macho Man Macho Man Yeah the Macho Man Yeah he gets hit Mega to powers. the Oh Oh who was He was a Put his beefcake before that eh Partner Oh yeah yeah Shucks That's going back Goodness the barber Hey um Back to what I was saying before But um uh, like UFC fighters, like which one was your had the like your best, like or the, the best king Yeah, best king physique and that. Best, what the Have fuck? you seen um Jerome LeBanna? Yeah, yeah. He's he, like six six eh? He's he six like six lift uh, lift shoulders eh? Some but he yeah, his stance is like that. Yeah. Didn't he fight um Hunt? Yeah, when Mark did his first stint in the Grand Prix in Japan. Yeah, he fucking kicked Mark's legs out. Oh, but Mark yeah. was small, bro. Like he had a good kingo. I think yeah. he's like probably just scratching a hundred kilos, like hundred and five maybe. And yeah, first introduction to like full on body combat with, with Jerome. And Jerome starts off the fight with a head kick. <laughs> Mark's like, oh shit! But you know, Mark's time is just sick, yeah. Yeah. And then he didn't see the fight kick. Boom! Straight to the fight, and Jerome is kicking the shit out of his thighs. He's <laughs> like, ah. Gets to the second round, he can't. But he's like, Jerry just goes tags and they kick fuck and then Mark's like, get fair, you freaking. I've had it up, I've had it up. But I think he um, kicks him and he tears his medial ligament, man. Oh, yeah. And that was just from kicking. nonstop cooking, yeah. Jerry just kicks the shit out of Mark's man. legs. But then he rehabs the whole year, doesn't even fight, man. He probably had like his Grand Prix build up and he ends up fighting that Peter Graham again, wins the Australian. Or the Oceania, and then he goes back to the um, K1. to the K one, and then his first fight's Jerome Blabana, but fucking knocks him out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've seen that one. And he does that sixteen punch combo. It was like the most famous sixteen punch combo. Like I think Mike Tyson said, "Oh man, I think it was yeah that." Like just watching it, I was like, "Man, if you ever saw a guy like he went in there for a kill, <laughs> <laughs> he knocked him out by the third punch." 
And he just keep going. Yeah, and it's like the same referee things all the KUK one fights earlier. Like, stop the fight. <laughs> but even when he was going like Dustin, Mark was still punching him. It was like 17, 8, bro. Dream was knocked out. Yeah, bro. And they reckon that he was uh, just like very safe away. Like when he had that fight, people say, oh, Ray was never the same after that. Mark break his um his eye socket. Eh? Damn. Doesn't he have, doesn't receive really have his own like um mixed martial arts or something? He's the own that Planet Health and Henderson on Valley Road. No, I mean like now in America or somewhere. Doesn't he run a like race but with someone else, I think. You know how they got Oh, like a LA gym. I think he was just doing it like how um what's his name? Kevin Barry was doing it. Like lived in 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 America but was just had like a little home gym. No, there's like remember the UFC and then Bellator and then there's some like another comp like another. Oh, I would have known. Yeah, I think I saw him. But I know Mark when he had that. I think it's the Waldron fight, and he reaches out to Ray because fuck that's what fucking pissed me off about UFC because UFC knew like if you look at Mark's touring, he was only gonna get into certain states, and like one of those incidents that goes back like twenty plus years ago when he's with his mates. Stopped him from traveling and his visa's being cancelled every time he tried to apply it in that state. Yeah. UFC give him a state where they know he's going to get fucking thinked. 20, I think he was like two months, two months out and he's on code. And then they asked him, oh, what's, what's the story, man? Um, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go into camp in um, two weeks time. The team's Lolo, Steve Oliver and that. And then he tries to get to um, Las Vegas. But they knew Nevada's, they're not going to let him in. Yeah. UFC and they purposely did it bro he ends up going like three days before the fight and he talks about it in the book too like three oh. days and Dana White like everyone's saying oh Mark hasn't even left New Zealand yet like what's the story and normally they have like their weak um, yeah. press thing he didn't even have it and then what's cool about it though then he, he said the cool thing that came out of it is that I got to meet my idol he, he met Mike Tyson oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> but then I think that's when he reaches out to Reece and he's like oh man I got nowhere to stay fuck out training i didn't even had training camp he was just super poly but fuck these guys want me to fight mm. on the card and i can't even Can get in the, the state, state. I, f- I follow that um there's a um i don't know how to say i don't know how to say his name he's a mixed martial artist it's elaine and he's like he's on uh, instagram and he's like real bulky but he's really flexible like he's um i think yeah i think he's french I think he's French. I follow his trainings. He's a um, um he fights in that um you know the this K one and then they have that glory oh, yeah. like that um association or whatever. Yeah, I follow him. Like he he there's some of his jewels, um but it's more of his flexibility, you know. He does this one drill where he's got like mats and he he reaches over on his back and he places them down and he gets another one. Place like he's just, you know, yeah, that's that's my uh, cool story. <laughs> nah, if I was to have a king or like someone, and oh, maybe fuck. his hair too, it would have to be um, what's that guy? Reddish Rick Rude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of his kings. Yeah. He was rapping. Yeah, man. He had a uh, mean royal body. Eh? I'll be watching that uh, Mike Mike Tyson uh, TV series. On Disney oh, Plus, yeah. have you seen it? No, it's is it day. recent. It's only half an hour each episode. It's a recent one, and uh, yeah, it's 
pretty good. Each episode deals with a certain part of his uh, career, like and, and stages. So I'm up to the part where he he just gets convicted of rape. Oh, okay. and he goes in jail and that. How many oh. episodes <clears throat> in is that though? I think it's. Oh, I think that's eight. Eight, eight or nine. Episodes. I think it's ten. But it's interesting, eh? Like. He's I've, a, I've read a bit of his book. Mm. It's interesting because he's a he's a product of America. Eh? Like if America is this fucking capitalist, like if if that's all if, you know, will make you famous and you gotta deal. No one no one teaches you to deal with that fame and all that kind of stuff if you don't know. Because yeah. he's a guy that was just used and abused with everybody trying to take take advantage take of advantage of him. Me. Would you, you know, say, was, was it, would you say it's like the fucked up version and a boxing story of The Blind Side? Because it's almost it's like that, eh? Mm-hmm. If, you read the, if you read his life story, you'd be like, Man, that's pretty fucked up, eh? Yeah. Like everyone wanted a piece of it. Oh, because they yeah. saw the end vision. Yeah. 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 Because you know, you know when we hate on, this is what I think, because I just finished the episode when he got um, convicted of rape, right? And yeah, it was a bad thing and and all of that. But if see my take on this all is, you know, everybody loves Mike Tyson for what he achieved, yeah. right? And what he inspired, especially with boxers, especially with men, into boxing, into the sport, and you know, and when you throw the rape thing into it, you know, it just throws a monkey wrench in who you trying to, who people are trying to pull up there on their pedestal as yeah. someone to look up to, right? Like, like um. Like R. Kelly, we can love his music, but I hate what he did, you know. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if you look at pedophiles, it's the same. It's hard for us to relate to them, but a lot of them has got nothing to do with because they were brought up like that. They were brought up being abused themselves. Yeah. And it's like a cycle thing. If you don't attack it in the beginning, they're gonna grow up to be someone bad, you know, until it's too late. Yeah. So. Not to the extreme as pedophiles, but with Mark Tyson's case, I think he's just a product of what America is in terms of like a capitalist country and and fame and people taking advantage of you because he doesn't know any any better, you know. He wasn't growing up the smartest guy, and all he knew to do what he was good at was the box. Yeah, and, you know, he had his coach, um, Customado, that sort of. Yeah. That was the main sort of was a took f- him in. Oh, yeah, he was a he was a father to him. Like if he lived, maybe he would have not done any of these bad things. Maybe that was the guy, but he he passed away and he went to you know he went to the world and the world took advantage of him. You know, threw him the girls. You know, as long as you're fighting, making money for us, yeah, you have the girls, have the fast cars, have the mansions. You know, make us money, have the girls and all that. So you know, he's a product of that kind of thing. And next minute. He 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 sleeps with a girl, a young girl, and is raped, and he goes to he goes to he goes to jail for it, you know. But is that Teddy Atlas's daughter? No. No. No, she was a beauty pageant, a beauty pageant girl, but she was only eighteen at the time. Hmm. But it's interesting because the her family they allowed it because they're fans. To, for her to go out with him and that but yeah then the rape happened and went downhill from there but yeah yeah it's just 
That's just a tragic life thing. Yeah. But, you know, he's come out of it. He's got his podcast. He's doing well. Yeah. But it feels like since he took up that fight with uh, Roy Jones, that um, it feels like because he spent that time away, that it almost comes across like he was robbed of a time where he could have been on top. Yeah. But I didn't ever feel like he was going to beat Evander, even even like Prime. if he was out there. Like even if they had a year fought before he went inside, I reckon yeah. Evander would have still killed him. Yeah, you are you are, you are right. Um, Cam is about you know tragic like that is a uh, tragic story because you hear uh, stories about him, his past. Um, I'll give you an example. There was um, oh, I forgot what I forgot what um, I saw it on Instagram where he went out with some rapper or something, and then um, Mike Tyson um, said to him, "Here, oh, can yeah, yeah, here, here are the keys." And the the rap, uh, oh man, I forgot who the rapper was. Anyway, gave him the keys to this like nice car, whatever. And then and then Mike Tyson just said, "It's yours," you know, because he had to go, whatever. So Mike Tyson, you know, Tyson gave away fancy cars, you know. But he like he doesn't know better, you know. He's just like, "Oh, you're my friend," you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just acceptance, like yeah. wanting acceptance. Yeah, he been through some um, pretty sad stuff, eh? Like, cause he was big for his age. From what I read in this book, it was like he went through some stuff, like when he was boarding at the house, and then one of the trainers, eh, when Gus discovered him, that one of the teachers, I think, would train, and then he would get him to fight Mike, and like Mike could never get one up on him, and so he used to feel like he was like, man, why can't I beat him? Yeah, like that was his mentality. That eventually, like, I think he ran away and he went back on the streets. Trying to be like the standover guy and the of some of the, the drug dealers. Yeah, but it's just like man, like who would do that? Like a full on man fighting a kid. Kid, yeah. He's only a kid, man. Like in the in, like you know what I'm fucked you up here, like mentally. Fuck you. Because he's like big and like he could have folded anyone on the street, but that teacher particularly like picked on me. Like you'd know, go do weights and shit. Like I was doing extras and Mike was just. <laughs> Shit. I'm obvious to what was happening to me. Do you remember? Do you remember? I saw him. Um, uh, I think on YouTube or somewhere where he thought that like it was he was like in a, like a gangster, and then they met at like um, some store in Harlem uh, or something. Yeah, I did see that. And too. then you know he had a running with him, and he gave him a massive <coughs> black eye. Mm. You know, he knocked him. <laughs> yeah, apparently he knocked that guy out. Eh? Yeah, but that guy didn't admit to it. He yeah. said, "No, nah, he didn't knock me out." Yeah, I remember seeing it. Oh, in the plane? No, no, in the, in the heart, like, uh, it was on in the streets. Harlem. Yeah, they're on the streets, man. They were like, he, Mike was shopping at the same place the guy was. Yeah. He just happened to be there, and he uh, tried to front Mike up. So Mike, no, no, no. Did that guy in the plane, remember? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See his face after? <laughs> Fuck, he must have been having a heart attack. <laughs> the other topic I had here was the Australians. Um, so Ed O'Carr. The Fox, he came out and said um, Australia should have our own haka. Everyone else has the haka. In the Pacific, Australia should have theirs too. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go to you, Let's. What, what are your thoughts on that? I reckon um, I reckon as a nation, like Australia is just sort of catching up. Eh? I think, but people like don't remember, like, and this is in this 
this day and age with the colour TV and all that shit. Like, you remember the national anthem was never sung in Māori? Yeah. Yeah. It just, it just by a chance that, oh, fuck, I didn't even, was it the Hine Moa lady sung it in Māori before an All Blacks game? And then that changed history forever. Now we sing it, you know? Mouldy, yeah, and it took someone like her to go and break that, freaking break the ice, you know? So I think they need something like that, you know? Maybe yep. Jessica Melboy does a, a chant or something and then does it for the the next World Cup. Are we the only nation to do two versions of the national anthem every time we sing it? Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that's just... It's a long time it's, coming. Um, I don't know, because you can't compare the two, way. Right? Like, like, New Zealand, like, the, the crown's only giving some land back but they're not entitled like Maori like they get scholarships and all that stuff but they don't get any more benefits like money monetary wise yeah in Australia the Aborigines get freaking heaps of shit right but they're still like a suppressed like you know yeah like they're like in, they're almost like endangered species man like because they're so far out in the outbacks like you could drive through like a ghost town but that's that's their their lifestyle, you know. Yeah. It's not like you're in Sydney or anything. I think it's overdue, like you know. I mean, they've been the the native people of that land for years, yeah, and like to years. think like now that the um you know as well as the Polynesians and like the Aboriginals are starting to take the forefront of of the rugby league, and like rugby league being the plug for those those Aboriginal heritage people. Yeah. Man, it's like fuck. What's stopping them from not like doing it? Yeah. Like unless there's a thing in their contract saying, "No, oh, you can't do this, can't do that." I mean, they've already implemented the jerseys. Yeah. And like you know, the war cries. I think the example was the, the NRL um, final. They had people of the land of the area, eh? and so they had that guy speak oh, on yeah. behalf, which is good, man. Like that's real good, eh? I think it's. Like, if you think about us as someone's, like, if someone, if a chief from another village was to come and try and launga on land that wasn't his, or his, his makai is not acknowledging that, that'd be like stepping on, 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 you know, on, you know, in the wrong, that's the wrong place, wrong time. But I think if they, you can sort of mold the way culture is for them, I think. Um, no, I'm, I'm all for it. Like, if there's, um, you know, Aboriginal players, you know, that are playing in the Kangaroos, I'm all for it. Um, like you know, all the other teams, the, all the poly teams do it, and they, uh, yeah, I'm all for it. It'll be like probably weird at first seeing like James Tedesco, you know, like him doing the haka and that. Um, you know, Nathan Cleary doing the haka, or what? Well, what do you call an Aboriginal haka? It's a war cry. Oh, Walker doing, yeah, them doing that. That'd be weird. But, you know, like what Lady was saying when that lady, Henny uh, Moore, saying, started singing Māori, like the Māori National Anthem, and then she started that, you know, this could be, you know, yeah, some, yeah, some, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, but it'll be weird looking at, at watching it, you know. Yeah, I think Australia should, should adopt it, and I think Australia should do it in all their teams because it's it's not it's not a weird thing because there there's Balangis in New Zealand teams and they do the haka. Yeah, like you know, it's not all Polynesians that play for All Blacks. You know, there's there's, yeah, there's yeah, white guys yeah. in there, and you know, <laughs> Richard McCaw's been doing the haka ever since, man. So I think it'll be no big deal for Australia to to adopt their own indigenous culture. And adopt the haka or war cry. 
it's, about a year. It's weird for them not doing any haka. <laughs> it should have been done like ages ago. It's weird for them for not doing it. Yeah. It looks strange. All right, for book of the week, we got this man sent some real back. <laughs> back in TVNZ. He's not back, but <laughs> his name came out again in the in the in the media. Um, he's um, apologized for his antics. So how many months? It's since May. Yeah. Yeah. Roughly, it's like is that five months? Yeah. No, yeah, same thing. Roughly. Fuck. Mm. 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 I, I read the article because I saw the article in the paper too. That I just happened yeah. to glance at it. And I was like, oh, him again. What's up now? So I think if going on the back of when Jordan was saying, oh, this is my last show on my film. Now this guy has come back after five months. <laughs> like, really? What, saying sorry? Well, trying to explain himself. Oh. Either, well, I don't I don't understand why. Like, why he, he felt, maybe he felt like his reputation was sort of like shunted a bit or shed on. Because he's, he's obviously working somewhere else. Yeah, apparently he's um, he's getting a lot of spec for it, so he didn't. Yeah. Really, he's he's surprised by so the outcry. Like, <laughs> so he's like he's trying to defend his honor almost by yeah. trying to come and say, "Oh, Politely I was, I was saying, ob- oblivious to what I was doing." Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Is he cherry picking to be oblivious there, or is he like just full of shit? Well, I he didn't. He didn't say that five months ago. Nah. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Right. He's come that's back and said it. That's why it's like. Did he read uh, Jordan's uh, apology? And then <laughs> he must have decided <laughs> to uh, come and go his own one. <laughs> I should have done that. Oh, so, well. so we're referring to because we you know, in the last episode we talked about uh, Jordan River and speculation that because he's he's left my FM because of the whole sexual predator rumors <laughs> rumors that came out on social media earlier, like a few years earlier. I forgot to mention, and I forgot about that. He put out a post, though. No? Yeah, there was yeah, an apology yeah. to say, you know, he apologized for the, all the things he'd done, you know. And it's 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 out of it too because the, um, the usual morning team they're still not back yet. Yeah, like what Tegan the- and Brooke, they're still not back yet. Oh, they have their holidays this time around, don't they? Yeah, yeah, it's probably. I just want to meet Tegan. <laughs> But I'm uh, going back to um Santa Maria. So he's apologized, right? And he said that oh, I'm sorry how I acted, but I I just didn't know how I acted because it was normal. I didn't know it wasn't it was bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> what did he actually do? Or was he in, uh, like nah, he's, sexual assault? I think he just like he, you know, he, he was committing adultery of it. <laughs> oh wow. He was trying nah. But is it is it, is, it, is it adultery or is it like dreaming? I it's think like inappropriate. Yeah, I think a lot of. His his banter to to yeah. the woman oh. at his work was inappropriate, and yeah. it kind of like the girls are probably like, "Hey, this guy is he hitting on me or what?" Like, the fuck? He's probably staring at them like, like "Can hey, you remember what, like one of the examples he had there for emailing there?" Yeah, nah, they didn't say what the email was. They just said it no. was inappropriate emails. Yeah, but um, the the woman on the article said that oh, um, she didn't she complained, but she didn't know. There will be consequences with him. So oh, when when, right. when she found out, oh, they fire they did some action. Mm. They probably talked to him. She felt uncomfortable after that. Yeah. Oh, now yeah. she's he's not treating her the yeah, way yeah, yeah, she, yeah. he's ignoring her now in the workplace. Yeah, he's avoiding her. But but isn't that like normal behavior though? Right, like if you if you like go to work and then like someone's annoyed you and then they find out that you're like you know you're annoyed at them. 
Are you going to make conversation? You're not. No. Or are you going to tell your boss? Yeah. But <laughs> that's the thing. It's like... How, are you going to get the boss involved? Are you going to get your work involved with that yeah, yeah, sort, yeah, of, yeah. sort of... Maybe, um, maybe if it's sexual harassment, maybe that. But if it's like just banter... But maybe it's just a communication thing. Yeah. yeah. Just straight up tell him, fuck off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you know... <laughs> If, if yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, fuck that. up, but fuck me later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, all that. I mean, what's wrong with that? Yeah, handling it in house rather than going to the boss. Yeah, you but know. then, but then again, it's like that's one side. Like, yeah. who knows whether she replied back? Oh, like, okay, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe honest, maybe honest. <laughs> I, I got a husband at home, but maybe. <laughs> oh, then yeah. she found out he's married after me. All oh, right, I'm going to but the boss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I say, Fuck this motherfucker. You feel five Very kids, I okay. <laughs> But I think what we're trying to talk about here is what's the rules now in the workplace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? well, Man, I know, basically. I know, I know a lot of people have been, um, you've been dealt that um, resign, the resign mm. card. Because, mm. bro, because like that guy is experiencing, like, fuck, it must be. It's like, like I said the other day, man, you can have shit on your hands, wash them, but the smell stays there. Eh? Like, it's, it's one of those things, bro, once your hands are tainted like that. Yeah, it'll follow you forever. Yeah, well, because really, like, where where can you get a job then? Not in yeah. uh, broadcasting. It'd be like a fucking all guys, but then people would know. It's like, hey, this that guy, you know, and then you become a victim because of your shit that you did at another job. Yeah. See, the other thing is, if you're gonna like, if you're in a professional environment, like, it's up to you, or it's it's up to you, or you should know how to be professional, right? Yeah. And so, who makes the rules on what what's not professional? You know, if it's normal, if it's normalized, you know what I mean? Yeah, true yeah. that. With society now trying to unnormalize stuff, talk about stuff, unnormalize it, then how do you know what the rules are? I think when it's a generational change. thing as well, too. Mm. Like, to be honest, like I think some, like some balang. I'm not saying all balangs, but a lot of balang. <laughs> they say shit like it comes across like they're freaking like you're their property. And they don't, I don't know whether they know, but I think it's a generational thing, eh? Mm. Like, guys yeah. in their 50s talk to you like, hey, fuck, I didn't pay you. Like, I was like, fuck, you didn't end the fucking... <laughs> yeah. You didn't end yeah. the pay, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see your name on the top of the building outside. Like, yeah, shit I, like I that, you know? Yeah. I hear them lots. Or they do that, you go talk to your boss like as if I'm a fucking <laughs> slave or some shit. Yeah. Motherfucker, yeah, I'll school the both of you. Like, pray. It is unprofessional, eh? Like, I think some... some it's, yeah. It's their freaking 50... Plus bracket man. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's funny. Talk like that. It's funny you should say that because uh, I I remember a guy at work. I'm not going to mention his name, but he's right in that bracket as well. And he used to do those things where he'll go past the women and you know say something weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to him, it's normal. But to us, it's nah. That's not right, man. Like yeah. he's 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 gone now. He's gone now. But if he was still around and still doing that shit, he would be fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, just like. Uh, just like Mr. Kid at uh, Woolworth class, you know. Was it Mr. <clears throat> Kid? Oh, bro, that guy would have been fired ages ago. Like your teachers back in school, when you're, you know, probably can't say the same things they can now. They probably get fired with some of the things they say. Oh fuck yeah, calling um, black people spooks. <laughs> oh bro, how are they like that? You know, barbie man. He was hardcore like that and um, chinks. Yeah. <laughs> I think silly. I remember a kid that used to call me Jappy. Eh? I saw you now, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Fucking Gasully, you ass. Come find me, man. Come <laughs> find me. I'm Mitchell Stalin Park. 
Okay, last words, guys. Last words. We got an important last word, but so we'll leave you to last. I was, oh, just have a good weekend. Enjoy the rugby league game in the morning. Good luck to Manu Sabo. Otosamo. Oh, Otosamo. Sorry. <laughs> oh man, I was hoping um, Sam was on the pod about um, talking about what he posted the other day, um, and probably hope to have him when we can talk about it. But um, I think I just wanted to share like people um, trying to say like. How Kiwi you are, how Samoan you are, yeah. how Maori you are, shit like that. Like, I think identity for myself, because like I'm a hybrid of so many um, ethnic, you know, ethnicities and stuff. But I think when people do the your hood card at me, like I I find it hard to sort of brush off, and it might be my mental frame of mind or where I'm at in my life, or whatever I have because I haven't slept for three days. But like, just like my boy um, Bumbola says, hey, to the haters out there, <laughs> and just like MC Ama said, like to all the people, to all the critics and no ones, man, keep up the small talk to highlight the chaser, man. Because I think unless you've walked a day in another guy's shoes from your hood, they never pass judgment, man. Because like I feel like some of us young bucks are punching above our weight, yeah. and like you know, we're like doing our own footwork for stuff that we believe in, but um. Yeah, like every every um every man who stands behind his word, he always has a a good heart when he's trying to do stuff. And I just feel like being put in a, um a bracket where like people can easily use social media to like target or say stuff that they don't know about sometimes can I don't know, can sort of like drain you away. But yeah, I'm just grateful for this platform. I'm grateful for the brothers, and I'm grateful to Cam's man because. There's, there's no one out in West Auckland or Auckland alone doing the work that our boy Cam's doing. So, like, I'm behind him 100, man. Like, I think where I'm from and my my side of the hood, man, it's like, if you believe in something and you want to support it, you just, you'll, 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 you'll take those blows. Because, yeah, I just feel like, man, you can't stop progression eh, when it's on a roll. And I feel like what Cam's doing right now is it's untouchable, eh? But yeah, man, anyone who wants to come at me, man, ring me up. We can meet up at Stanley Park and you tell me how big your fools are. <laughs> and if you want to get on the page, even if you want to check us a donation, sponsorship for any of these episodes, any businesses, any anyone who's got fucking deep pockets. If you're tri-head affiliated and wants to watch some money through the West Face Network under a different business type, whatever, share some love for your people, man, because you know, Cam's is out here doing work for all of West Auckland and all of Ranui. So, yeah. You know what it is. You know what it is. <laughs> Thanks, Charles. My final words, um, man, I, I, just, I just couldn't believe how fast this week went. I was at work and I went went to uh, went, went to sleep Sunday, woke up Monday, hating going to work on a Monday. And then next minute it was Thursday. And then, fuck, it's Friday tomorrow. And now, and now it was Friday yesterday. And uh, uh, we, I got a coffee every 10 o'clock to the coffee shop uh, just up the road from my work. Me and, me and some of the few of the, the, the workmates and we always have a talk and it's it a good time to talk eh? and and this particular time we're just talking about how quick the time went and then everything i was thinking man time goes fast man when you're either having fun or you're just passing it by you know and next minute the week's gone by the month's gone by and i was thinking fuck man we, we haven't got much time left you know like i'm 44 years old now and you know and what hit me couple of last episodes when what 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 you say are about you know there's people around us passing away and you know it's like shit you know all that all those thoughts are just are just flooding in with time especially time so 
so, so my time is spent going to work, working nine to five, coming home, having dinner and, do, and doing editing and doing stuff for, for the network and stuff like that. And I enjoy doing that. And But it's like, okay, I got to think of ways to get make thing make things get done faster or more efficiently. I think I've hit the ceiling with the production side of stuff and I need to figure out how to move that forward. So time, I need time. I don't know if it's whether to cut back on my hours at work or or quitting my job or going back to school, doing something that's got to do with making this network move forward. But it's just the thoughts of time. I need more time and I still haven't figured that out, but I'll, I'll, um, I will figure it out. I will figure it out. Shot cams. Um, yeah, so just before um, I speak, I just want to say, uh, so um, I'm on this weight loss challenge, right? So I weighed in early this morning at 5.30. I started, I weighed in, um, officially weighed in on Wednesday, uh, Sunday last week. And I weighed in officially this morning. Uh, I've lost three kgs in, since Sunday last l- last sunday um the biggest thing i've noticed in my change or since that since sunday is how bad i eat i've noticed i'm a yeah very bad eater um just noticed the big yeah the big meals the the unhealthy um you know things that i was putting in my body so this week um because I was on a budget, right? So I bought me um, uh, $5 of the chicken ham at Pick and Save, um, the light mayo, avocado, uh, cheese, slices of cheese, uh, tomatoes, and for my sweet um, tooth, I bought those snack logs at Pick and Save because I like the, you know, the snack logs. Um, yeah, so I, and, um, and, uh, and I've, no, uh, and I've cut down and I drank um, all zero sugar-free um, <laughs> energy drinks, you know. <laughs> so with just with that little small change, I still trained the same, but I didn't eat the same. So from that small little change, I you know I lost three kgs, and I was I was pretty I was actually looking forward. I woke up early in the morning, five in the morning, to go weigh in. So for me, I noticed just this whole one week. Just the little small changes, you know, those little small changes for me was big because after every training, I'd go straight to the bakery, you know, after every training, go straight to the bakery or late at night after training at night, I'll go down to, um, what's the one, the, the takeaways down with Dumbuck? Lean, la, la, is it Smith and Wong's? Wong's? Yeah, I'll go to Smith and Wong's, <laughs> get, um, get like um, $10 um, worth of scallops. You know, this whole time I thought you were training. <laughs> yeah, I see. I, yeah, I train, but see, I'll get because I know the scallops down there are two dollars twenty, so I'll get five right and buy me a um a loaf of bread, and that's that's me, man. You know, oh, that's chill. my quick, that's my quick easy fuck. Um, but I just noticed the big change. You know, I know this may not be big another uh in people's eyes, but this is big for me. You know, it's a good stepping um, stone, man. Like I'm. Yeah, um, I was the worst build-ups. Oh, I probably still am. <laughs> um, but, it's a runway thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, just the little, yeah, just the little changes. And I think, it's, yeah, this has definitely motiv- motivated me because um, I'm supposed to have a cheat meal. So I'm, I'm tra- in this challenge with these two other girls. Um, 
then they'll say, oh, you know, I, I let them know, and they say, good job, now you can have a cheat meal. So all I've had today is just two bars. So that's, I'm I'm not going to have a cheat meal until probably at the end of the six, week, six weeks. But in saying that, um, I don't think I'll be here in six weeks. So um, this is probably going to be my last podcast for you guys. Um, I've enjoyed the time. Um, this is not, obviously, this is not the end because I have a vision of, when I get to where I'm going, I'll get a probably computer. Start, get, a, get a computer <laughs> and download some apps and get some. Maybe get a microphone or just <laughs> I might just do a portable and just do something on the phone. You know. Um, yeah, we could do it like that. Yeah, but yeah, nah. Thanks, Cams, Let's Eric, everyone else on the West West Network, um, all the other channels, all the other episodes. To everyone um, watching. And listen, uh, listening and watching, you know, um, thanks for all the love. Thanks for all the support. Um, truly appreciated it. Every time I'm, I'm, I'm on the podcast, like, no, oh, this is just me, my own opinion. I think I'm a rock star, okay? Okay? All right? <laughs> <laughs> all good. I think you're a rock star too. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. Nah, nah. Shop. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. I'm out. I gotta I totally I gotta kill a song, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta kill a song. Here we go. But yeah, those who know, if you don't know, um this is a cover and it's probably one of the greatest covers I've ever heard. So this is La Donna and um the song's taking us out is um for the Whispers Network family. So hope you enjoy just a little snippet of it, but I'll just play it and yeah. Have a good week, fans.